Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Sorry, I just had to pause the introduction there because I did a little mini burp just as I was about to start <laughs> speaking. I shouldn't have told you that. There's no need to tell you that. You didn't pick up on it. But Are you going to edit it out or what? Nah, nah. It, well, it'll not be there because I spoke after it happened. But um, I had, uh, I was in Iceland yesterday and I got some of the Frozen Greg stuff. Did you know they've got an exclusive deal with Greg's? They've got frozen Greg's. They've got frozen pasties and frozen steak bakes. And how does it compare to the fresh stuff from Greg's? 90% as good. Really? You think it might be shit, wouldn't you? You think it might be shit, but no. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking it's like, good. If you get Pizza Express pizza from the supermarket, it's not quite the same. Yeah. Is the is the vegan sausage roll available? No. I didn't say no, that. Fuck no, it then. I'm not interested. Corn beef Unless pasty. they've got a cheese and onion slice. Didn't notice that either. I think they do actually. I think they do. Mm. <clears throat> I got the steak bacon, the corn beef pasty, and I've had a corn beef pasty for dinner today. Very good. Delicious. Now I don't Delicious. ever need to leave the house, Sam. I can do these podcasts for you remotely, and I can just well, get me frozen Greg's in once a month, stock the freezer up. Yeah. Well, it's only a, Greg's should start doing Deliveroo or Uber Eats Fucking anyway. Of course shouldn't they, they should. Makes sense, doesn't it? If they don't, I'll do it. Oh. Anyway, what were you for? Oh, yeah, Kevin Keegan. The latest episode of the Keegan Odyssey. Uh, we left him in uh, a country lane after being mouth-rammed, of course. <laughs> and um, musing on England and what England had become in his time away in Marbella. Um, John Pigface is hot on his trail. Um, <laughs> and he, he's talking about his life in Marbella. He says, "Oh yeah, took with him in Jane. Spain was good for Jane and me. A completely different lifestyle, slower and more relaxed. When the children were at school, we'd pop out for lunch, and in the evenings we often ate out again, watching the sun go Whoa. down over the waves. Two meals out a day. Fucking hell. He says, our house overlooked the seventh fairway of the Rio Real Golf Club, and with such a beautiful location and climate, we wanted a name that felt apt for where we were living. We called it Seventh Heaven. Oh, the seventh <laughs> hole of the golf club. Seventh heaven. Of course you did, Let's Kev. call it seventh heaven, Jane. <laughs> Let's repeatedly refer to this as seventh heaven, again and again and again, until it almost becomes tedious. Yes, Larry Kevin. Mack, it's Kev here. I was wondering if you wanted to come over and stay in seventh heaven for a few days over summer. <laughs> no, I'm busy. <laughs> I didn't tell I you when it would be, though. No, I'm busy. <laughs> Goodbye. Are there any light fittings you need me to pick up for you? No, I've got them all now. I'm sorted. <laughs> Goodbye forever, Kevin. Larry Matt doesn't want to come, so it'll be just us again this summer, Gene. <laughs> me and you in 7th Heaven. <laughs> Every day. Same routine. Two meals out. Watch the sun go down. <laughs> me talking repeatedly about 7th Heaven. How could you not love that, Gene? <laughs> Gene, why are you crying? <laughs> Is it with joy? Are they tears of happiness? <laughs> because we're living in 7th Heaven. 
I'm going to start calling my fucking house Seventh Heaven. I might get a sign made up to stick outside, nail it to the wall. Like you have in country cottages. He's talking about, um, he says, I was always on the go. He was always keeping me busy. Uh, autograph sessions, awards presentations, hospital visits, charity games, television appearances. Oh, God. He describes it as his own world tour. Offers of work coming over the phone. Yeah, let's take the rhinestone cowboy. Exactly like yeah. that. Getting cards and letters from people he doesn't even know. <laughs> I was signing that many autographs, I got cramp in my wrist. <laughs> Every day a new, a new set of photos would come through for me to sign. <laughs> but they talk about moving back to England. And uh, he, jo- he says, I joined the after-dinner speaking circuit when we moved back, attended golf days, played for Pelly in Tokyo. It's a bit of fucking... Left oh field manoeuvre. Hello, uh, Kevin. It is me, Pele. Would you like to come over and play in a tournament? It is the biggest tournament in the world. I will be wearing gold football boots and will score a thousand wondrous goals. Would you like to come and watch? I should You're probably point- nonsense, Pele, but count me in. <laughs> I should point out to you now, Kevin, that I have no interest in football and I will lie <laughs> continuously while you are here. <laughs> Do you Did have you a say, pen? Someone tweeted us a really fucking funny, the latest on Pele's bullshit. Was um, this the England players? Yeah, where he blatantly can't remember the name of any England players. Uh, Ollie Bricketts um, tweeted it, and then uh, Craig Hamilton tweeted it to us as well. And it says, uh, are there any English players you've admired over the last 25 years? And Pele says, I admire a lot of English players. Sometimes I prefer it if I don't name one because it's not fair on the others. But okay, you're a journalist. If you give me five names of English players, I'll pick two for you. Give me five names. What? He goes, the journalist goes, okay, Beckham Rooney, Owen Gerard Gascoigne. Huh, that's very difficult, but I'll say... What were their names again? <laughs> he goes, Beckham and Rooney. England have had a lot of good players, but I choose them because they helped the England team a lot. Were they the first two in the Fucking list? Fucking hell. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I will choose the first two names you said. You must understand, I have no interest whatsoever in football. <laughs> Name two football English footballers you think are great. Okay. Uh, John Smith and... Um, Kenny and, Football. And, and Ke- yeah, and his father, Sir John Football, <laughs> who invented the game in 1862. Mm-hmm. Um, more stuff that Kevin had going on. This is in between Marbella and getting the Newcastle job. Uh, he had a farmhouse. Every morning he was up at six to muck out the horses. Fucking why do yeah. that? Fucking pay someone to do it, Kev. You're Kevin Keegan. If you can afford to eat out twice a day in Spain. You can afford to pierce and want to muck your, house, your horses out first thing in the morning. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe he needed to cut his cloth accordingly. Uh, I'd skid- say to him, Kev, 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 if you just cut out one meal out per day, you'd what? save enough to pay a stable boy. But I'll starve. What do you mean? <laughs> Get Gene to boil you a couple of, le- uh, of eggs at lunchtime. <laughs> you could have them hot, or because you're in a hot climate, you could get to boil them in the morning hard, then wait for them to cool down. <laughs> And then she can bring them out to you by the pool and you can just peel them and eat them while you're, I don't know, reading the the, the English papers that you have delivered. The three-day-old English papers. And it's says, not a bad idea, that. And where am I going to get this stable boy from? I don't know. I can't do everything for you, Kev. 
Great egg chat, though. Thank you. Um, I set up and patented my soccer circus business. My intention being to open the country's only football-based theme park. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine that? I mean, uh, you remember Noel Edmonds' crinkly bottom theme park? Yeah. Which rose and fall. Have you seen the, the pictures of that now, now that it's uh, abandoned? It's gone a bit tatty. Well, it closed fucking years and years ago, but it's just got yeah. left, and it's like overgrown plants and trees and moss and all this sort of thing. And I think people Fuck. like sneak onto the um, sneak onto the land and take photographs of all the the rides and attractions in the state of disrepair that they're in. It's great. Shame, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, dreams die. That's what happens. Yeah, but I mean, football a football theme park's got much better potential than a crinkly bottom one. I mean, crinkly bottom was just one show. Yeah, like House Party everything. was just one show. I mean, albeit a very popular and brilliant one, but it was just one program. Whereas football, if there's a football theme park, I love the idea of it. I feel instinctively, yeah, I'd go there regularly. But yeah. then you think, but what would the things be? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's like if they if they relate to playing football, mm. well, that's a problem because if you want to play football, you just go down the park and play football. Yeah, it's not. You know, I, I was at, I was on Brighton Pier recently and they had um, one of those games where you have to kick the ball through a hole and you yeah, win yeah. a prize. Yeah. Harder than it looks, isn't it? It is hard. And, you know, it's quite fun, but it's not really, you know, it's not it's not, it's not not as good as just going to the fucking park and belting a ball around. Yeah, maybe if you were on a roller coaster and the roller coaster carriage was in the shape of a football and when it came downwards and then went upwards towards a big goal and went in through the corner of the goal or something, the top left-hand corner, would that be what, fun? What about this, right? What about if you went in through a giant Pele's mouth and then came out from his bum hole? <laughs> With a load of shit. Well, yeah, it was like Pele swallowed you and then shat you out. Yeah. That would be good. Or you could be the shit that comes out of Pele's mouth. Yeah, you could go the other way. You could go up his bum and out his mouth. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're two men who started a football podcast, which has quickly descended into having no fuck all to do with football. So we're not really the people that should be trying to come up with a theme park about football. Here's another idea. What about if you go up Diego Maradona's nose like you were a line of cocaine? Right. You go up one nostril and down the other. Go around his brain for a bit. Spin round and round in his brain for a while. Yeah, yeah. Experience the uh, exper- experience what it's actually like to be Diego Maradona's cocaine. Go up his nose, spin around his brain, and then dribble out of his bumhole. <laughs> Attack his kidneys. Over fourteens only. <laughs> the cocaine experience with yeah. Diego Maradona. Good. We'll think about that. We'll try and come up with a theme park. Yeah. Um, if if our listeners want to come up with ideas for a football theme park, send them in, and we'll try and mm. construct one in our minds. Yeah, and do drawings as well. Yeah, like when you used to do Mr. Sausage for us. That was good. Yeah. Original Cunters. Yeah, you fuckers need to start drawing more. You <laughs> get, a year ago, the, uh, the original hardcore drawing. Now no one sends us fucking drawings. No, get just drawing. Confess to sex offences instead. I know. Fucking we we preferred it when you were drawing Mr. Sausage for us. You've changed, wankers. This is it. So, 1992, right? Kev gets yeah. a phone call out of the blue from Alistair Wilson, who was high up at Scottish and Newcastle breweries, the sponsors of Newcastle right. United, an old friend of Kev from when he was a player at Newcastle. 
Um, He's one of the higher ops. Yeah. <laughs> Alistair said that the Newcastle board wanted to know if he would be the club's next manager. I don't know why they've asked Alistair to ask Kevin and not just, you know, ring them himself, but there you go. Alistair fo- followed it up by saying he knew he was probably wasting my time floating the idea, but I didn't turn it down. I didn't say I wanted it either, but when we'd finished talking and I went through to tell Jean, I will never forget her first words. It must have been the look in my eyes. You'll take it, she said. Now, how did she How did she say it, though? Did she say, you'll take it? Or did she say, you'll, <laughs> you'll take it? I can sense it. You'll take it, won't you? You'll fucking take it, won't you, Kevin? He says, if it had been any other club, I wouldn't have been tempted. And he talks about untapped potential at Newcastle, his vision of the place, and he knew what the fans wanted. He knew the area. He knew what they didn't want either. What they didn't want, really, was Ozzy Ardiles, who was in charge at the time. Was um, But the Newcastle directors had just given Ardiles a public vote of confidence, and then they were going behind his back trying to tap up Keegan for him to take over. <laughs> We're back, Aussie, all the way. Now, get onto one of the higher-ups up the brewery and see if they've got Kevin Keegan's number out in Marbella. Fuck's sake. So we can get we'll shot at something. this Argentinian dwarf, man. I can't understand a word he's fucking saying. <laughs> Kevin says, I felt uneasy I was being approached about a position that had not been vacated. But the directors assured me, regardless of my decision, they were intending to break the news to Aussie the following day. Publicly, they described him as safe as houses. In reality, the decision to sack him had already been taken. Way! <laughs> doesn't care. That's football! Now, before I talk any further to you, can you please clarify, has the decision to sack the incumbent, Ozzy Ardiles, already been taken? And d- yes, does he know I'm, about I'm it? Unfortunately, with regret, yes, I think it has. Good! <laughs> In that case, I'm willing to speak with you. I never liked Aussie. Funny little fellow, isn't he? Argentine, you know what I mean? Falklands, all that stuff. <laughs> still, It still hurts. Still very raw. <laughs> Those islands are ours, and I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> um, he had a, Then he had a meeting with Sir John Hall, who, of course, was the chairman of Newcastle United at the time. He'd also built the Gateshead's Metro Centre shopping mall. Mm. which is basically shopping heaven. Sir, don't know if you've ever been. Sir John, but, Sir John Hall dreamed the impossible dream, didn't yeah, he? A shopping he dreamed mall. of a Newcastle where there was wondrous shopping facilities all under one roof, Yeah, plus a football team managed by Kevin Keegan. Fucking he re He looked at that city and he thought, I love this city and there are two things I can do for it to yeah. change it forever. Football and retail. And he did them. I yeah. can't really imagine an alternate universe where Newcastle doesn't exists without Sir John Hall. It would just basically be still like, you know, the, the likely lads when they're wandering around the areas that have been pulled down. Yeah. It yeah. would be like well, that yeah. still. Yeah, Bob's old, um, the, the place where they used to live. Or in Get Carter. It's a bit yeah, grim in that. There's exactly. quite a lot of wrecking. There's a lot of wrecking balls. And there was huge hospitals just full of people who'd become addicted to brown ale and had gone mad. Yeah. And, and women with um, beards. Yeah, it was it was a freak show yeah. until Sir John Hall came along. It, it kind of was still like that right up until 1992 when Kagan took over. Yeah. Sir John told me there would be money to spend, but he also made it clear the club were fighting for survival in more ways than one. They were second bottom of the old second division. And it played up to four more games than some of the other teams in relegation danger. 
with one win in their previous 13. So this was shit or bust for Newcastle and it wasn't mm. going to be, you know, an easy job for Keegan to just walk in and, you know, take them on to great heights. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Let's like rewind a bit as well and think, this is a... This is a fucking... If it's shit or bust, why would you hire an untested manager who'd been out of the game for that long and was well known for being slightly volatile? I mean, it was a fucking weird decision, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, Ozzy Ardellis, if he couldn't do anything, yeah. you know, who would? Then why would Keegan be any better? I mean, in those days, you would have been looking at Jerry Francis or Trevor Francis, either of them. Francis Lee. They were the early. They were the the early nineties managers, weren't they? Howard Wilkinson, Trevor yeah. Francis, Jerry Francis. These were the lads that you wanted to be contacting. But you wouldn't have got them Kevin in because you know this is bottom of the second division. You wouldn't have probably got them. Yeah, in. they wouldn't you, have got them, would they? It was it was basically right. shit or bust. He said, um, Kevin says, I wanted to know what would happen if Newcastle were relegated, and Sir John Hall said, that will be the end of this football club. We will fold. <laughs> Fucking hell! I'm shutting the thing down. I'm going to build right, more I'll shops do on it. it. I'll do it. I like a challenge. Yeah. Hmm. You present me with the opportunity to kill off this football club once and for all. Serve me <laughs> so well. John, now, is it going to be a problem that the last time I I was anywhere near that ground, I was urinating out of a helicopter onto the heads <laughs> of the fans? That could work either no, way, I Kevin. Think- I don't think anyone noticed. I think they just thought it was rain. <laughs> Good. <laughs> this conversation stays between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Sir John Hall did want to find a way of shutting the club down. He <laughs> yeah. thought, this is fucking perfect. I need more real estate yeah. to build shops on. The Metro Centre has been enormously successful. I need to expand. Right. Maybe if we... Uh, if we get relegated, I can blame it on someone else and then reluctantly <laughs> close the club and build a uh, metro c- centre too. Yeah, right in the c- and city centre. And so they go, I'll sack our dealers and I'll bring in the only man who's stranger than him in football. Yeah. Kevin Keegan. Yeah. And he, he l- didn't fucking, he didn't get what he bar- He got more than he bargained for, didn't he? Any other thought as well, you know, what What about the fans? What will happen to them? Doesn't matter. They can go and watch Sunderland instead because it's a far superior club. That's yeah, probably right, what he thought. Down. Yeah, that's yeah. what I imagine he thought as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we will fold, he said. 
Fuck it, we'll fold. Oh, <laughs> all right, there's no need for that, but I take your point. You're obviously, well, you know, a very frank man. Sir John, Sir John, what'll happen if if worst comes to the worst and, and, and we get relegated? What will become of Newcastle United? I'll set the cunt on fire. I'll Literally. fucking burn it to the ground and claim the insurance, won't I? You daft cunt. What do you think? <laughs> oh, flaming heck. All right. Fancy a piece of that action. <laughs> we had four months, 16 games to save ourselves, and I made it clear that was all we should really think about. So he just took the job at the end of the season. Mm. Um, and he took he got 60 grand with a bonus of the same again if they stayed up. The deal was signed and a press conference was arranged at the Newcastle Brewery's Visitor Centre. Because <laughs> that's where you would do it, isn't it? Um, oh yeah God breweries Breweries that have got Visitor centres Oh um, Wow yeah I've been to the fucking I mean I've been to Jameson's and Guinness Out in Dublin You have You've told but, us about this before Yeah But I mean look, yeah, I'm not going to tell you again But the point is Is that they make you go on a tour And the trick is You're Obviously, you're only there for the free booze, so ask as few questions as possible because they make it so you have to listen to all of the history before they give you the booze. They make you work for your booze, don't they? They do, yeah. So just don't ask questions. If they say, is that all clear? Just go, yeah. And who start walking straight away to the next room. Who asked the questions on the the occasion you were there? Fucking Castellani, wasn't it? Castellani, of course it was. (laughs) Dickhead. He wanted to know fucking... He was asking fucking really deep... He was doing a deep dive into the grain and how it was grown. (laughs) Dickhead. So anyway, back at the Newcastle Brewery's visitor centre, I waited in an adjacent room while Sir John picked up the microphone to address the assembled media. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to the next manager of Newcastle United. And that was the moment I walked through the door. (laughs) Just like when he came from Hamburg to join Southampton. Hey, Sir John, I was thinking, is it possible for you to have one of those exploding party cannons that fires glitter (laughs) over the stage as I walk out? No, we've looked into it, and it's a health and safety issue, Kevin. Oh, bugger. Maybe you could just have some under the desk in your fists, and when I walk on, you and the other directors just throw it at me. No, that's not going to happen. We've got you a kazoo. You can blow on this kazoo when you come out the door. Oh, well, better than nothing. (laughs) That's right. It's me, Double K, and I'm back. I'm back, back, back with a vengeance. It's the ringmaster of the soccer circus. Here I come. (laughs) Round five. I imagine him coming on and doing one of those jumping up in the air and clicking his heels together. (laughs) And having, inexplicably, having a top hat and cane that he (laughs) sort of performs a little dance with. (laughs) Coming on a unicycle. (laughs) Juggling. (laughs) So... Yeah, he says there was no helicopter this time and no one got pissed on, but it was still dramatic. Newcastle had won nothing since 1969. They they hadn't won the league championship since 1927, which is still the case. Hadn't won anything of note since 1969, which was the Intercities Fairs Cup, the precursor to the UEFA Cup. And I'm not even sure that should be regarded as a great triumph, bearing in mind the entry rules. Now, I didn't know this. Do you know why it's called the Fairs Cup? No. It was because... It was open only to clubs that had trade fairs in their cities. Fuck I'm not off. making this up. This is trade in the book. fairs. Trade what fairs. The fuck? So it was. Was it a tournament designed to promote trade fairs? Then? Intercity trade fairs. Yeah. 
Fucking Intercontinental hell. Trade Football Tournament. Yeah. So I thought it was just what they used to call the UEFA Cup. That was, that was well, it was. It became the UEFA Cup eventually. But yeah. he says for a long time it was open only to clubs with trade fairs in their cities. After that, there was the one club per city rule. So the likes of Everton, Spurs, and Arsenal couldn't take part in it. And that was how Newcastle got into it. They won it in nineteen sixty nine, but they finished tenth the season before. Right. But they were the you know outside of the European Cup, they were the highest finishing team that only had one club in their city, and that's how they got and into had it. A tra- and had a trade fair. And well, the trade <laughs> the trade fair yeah. rule had been relaxed by then. It was the one club per city rule by then. So, so what um, he's saying is they'd won one thing before, but it was shit. Yeah. So it didn't count. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of Sunderland fans that listen to this will be delighted with that revelation if they didn't already know it. This is it! He talks about what Newcastle's strengths were and all this, the city and the club and all that. He says, what they didn't have was a decent football team. I didn't have a second to lose. And after the first day of training, I went back to my hotel room to plot my next move. Imagine you got like a fucking roll of wallpaper and laid it out in the bed and did some maps and some drawings and diagrams and graphs and things like that. Um, I wanted someone trustworthy on board with me. And the first person I thought of was, dun, 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 Terry McDermott. It's me old pal, Terry Mac. <laughs> he ticked all the boxes. He loved the club just like I did. And we had the kind of relationship where we could bounce ideas off one another. Terry couldn't get there quick enough. And I even agreed to pay his salary out of my own pocket, offering him 12 grand till the end of the season. Terry here now. <laughs> Terry, do you want to come and join me at Newcastle? There's no money. Eh, uh, I pay you twelve thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's out of my own pocket. Yeah, fuck that. He go, but but Terry, I thought you loved the club. <laughs> yeah, I thought right. You loved me. Yeah, good one, double K. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, I could fucking love it a lot more if you could find twelve K out of your own pocket. Twelve K, twelve K minimum. <laughs> I'm not doing it for less than twelve k. Are we gonna are we gonna pull the Arab stunts again on them, are we? <laughs> Just wait and find out. Maybe they do. Um, <laughs> he says the board wouldn't cough up because they wanted him to work with Ardiles' staff, and I could imagine their reaction when they found out where Terry had been working. Him and a mate were flogging hamburgers from a van at racecourse meetings. <laughs> <laughs> No, want, th- hey, missus, you want to buy a burger? <laughs> it's me, Teddy Mac, European <laughs> Cup winner. You've heard of McDonald's? This is McDermott. Eh, it's real meat, if that's what you're thinking. I don't know why you got that look on your face. It's real meat, look. Look. No, just- Breaks open a burger with his hands. <laughs> that's real fucking animal, that. Just don't ask me what one. Just because I'm selling them outside a race course doesn't mean I'm flogging fucking dead horses. All right? So don't go saying any- that. I'll tell you what, Mrs. I'll tell you, it might not be horse. I don't know whether it's cow or what the fuck it is, but I'll tell you this much, it's not a fucking vegetable. That's the main thing. Don't. Hang on, Mrs. Hang on. Do you want cheese? Hang on, love. I've got a phone call coming through here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hang on. It's, so, it's Kevin Keegan. <laughs> no, I can't, but I'm selling the burgers, aren't I? I'm doing the burgers now, Double K. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, I'll look, no, it. no, you know, I can't do anything for less than 12k because that's how much gonna, I make from all these burgers. That's my minimum. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna have to at least m- match what I'm making from the burgers, how, right? How long, Kev? Four months. 
No, I'm I'm making three grand a month from these burgers. Profit. <laughs> no, honestly, I am. No. Now, what do you want me to do up there? Is it anything to do with burgers? Perhaps we could, like, I don't know, combine it. I could make burgers for the lads up there. Because <laughs> I tell you... You don't want me to bring the van. The, the, he doesn't want me to bring the van. The, pro- the profit margin on these burgers is fucking great. I've got this bloke in Germany. He used to be a player, and he can get me cheap meat. He sends it over. <laughs> And then I just get a couple of me, me uh, nephews to smash the meat all up in a big bucket, right? And then like they get it in their hands and they like I get them to wash their hands like, and uh, and then they just sort of mash it all into burgers and then that's it. All you have to do is heat it up and sell it. <laughs> they jump up and down. What they do is they put all the meat into a big bath and then they jump up and down on it in football boots and it mashes it all up. <laughs> and that. Basically, Double K is what a hamburger is. <laughs> All right, Teddy, I get what you're saying. But what's that got to do with you coming to join me at the wonderful Newcastle United to make all their dreams come true? Oh, 12K. I'm telling you, 12K minimum. It's 12K on now. I've got to go. I've got four dozen cheeseburgers to sort out here. Just tell me yes or no. Then he goes, all right, I'll do it out of my own pocket. <laughs> right, okay. Sorry, missus, I'm fucking off. Just comes off the phone, takes off his apron, <laughs> steps out the van, and just Puts starts walking towards a local train station. <laughs> Get your way. Get your own fucking burgers. Help yourself. I'm the fucking assistant manager of... I can't remember what club it is, but it's with Keegan anyway. <sighs> I've heard that one of the runners in the 340 just got shot, so, you know, that'll be coming round in a minute if you want to sort that out. I'll give you the number of my nephews if they want. They're great at mashing up the old meat. <laughs> They've never let me down. <laughs> so, yeah, he walked all the way to St. James's Park. He says, A lot of critics thought it made no sense to expect me to walk straight back in after all those years out of the sport. To a degree, I could understand their scepticism. I had watched two live matches in the past seven years. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually forgotten most of the rules. <laughs> like, like my good friend Pele, I had no interest whatsoever in football. At all. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. He was like, he's fucking turned up in the first training session and said, right, lads, uh, uh, now, the first routine I want to show you is the easiest way to score a goal. Watch this. Terry Mack, throw us a ball. Terry throws in the ball. Kevin get, grabs it with his hands, <laughs> sticks it up his jumper, and just runs into into the opposition's goal. There you go, bingo. There we are. I uh, did that. No. Well, what's the matter? I'm sure I used to do that back in my Southampton days, and they changed the rules again. I did that 270 <laughs> times in my career. Everyone Don't tell me how to score goals. He says, uh, I looked at Newcastle squad, and the names meant very little to me. I had to look up who Bjorn Christensen was. I had no idea whether Kevin Scott was a defender, midfielder or striker. I'd met Mickey Quinn at the races, so that was a start. That's probably why he brought McDermott in to act as an interpreter and a, a burger supplier and a race horse fucking translator for Mickey Quinn. But, um, yeah, he says, um, yeah. I started to look at our future opponents. We were playing Bristol City in my first game. There were only two things I knew about our visitors from Ashton Gate. One, they wore red shirts. And two... They had a Robin Redbreast on their badge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that lovely? I feel almost bad if we beat them. Right, so oh, lovely we've got, little Robin Redbreast. We've got Bristol City, 
First up, now I know they play in the red shirts and they also have a Robin Redbreast on their badge. So they're probably going to be hopping about. They'll be quite lively. So we'll have to watch out for them. <laughs> I only knew this because I knew all of the animals on all of the football crests in the world. <laughs> I hadn't watched the match in seven years, but I knew all the badges. Go on, test me. <laughs> Old and athletic, ow. Sheffield Wednesday, also ow. <laughs> Leicester City, box. <laughs> so there we are. He's about to embark on a managerial career at Newcastle. It could go either way. It could lead them to glory or he could end up completely he's literally fucking the club. Forgotten, forgotten more or less what football is, but yeah. he's agreed to do it anyway. And um, yeah, I suppose it's like, just goes to show some of these managers turn up with huge PowerPoints these days, don't yeah. they? And massive dossiers and data analysis. Uh, Kevin Keegan, an idiot savant, if you will, <laughs> rocks up from fucking playing golf in Marbella, yeah. right? Calls his mate who's flogging burgers. <laughs> and, and, and all he's got, you know, you remember Jose Mourinho? They say he's got these like forensic fucking dossiers yeah. on the uh, opposition. Not but what Kevin Keegan turned up with was, right. I've done my research on this lot. <laughs> Apparently, they're playing red and they've got a Robin red breast on their chest. Now, go out and try your best. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I always did. It worked for me. Yeah, and it almost worked for him as a manager, but yeah. we'll find that out next time. Yeah, no spoilers. All right, no. thanks for listening. We'll be back again with more soon. ta All right, bye-bye. infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula learn more at byheart.com